Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. I hope you had a lovely week. Uh, this week's guest is a comedian from New York City. She's also a friend of mine, Amanda Gale. I asked her to be on the podcast because I remembered her giving me great advice when I was dating someone and they didn't really want to commit, but I was given the girlfriend experience and she kind of pointed that out, which I hadn't really realized before. So we talk about that in this episode. We also talk about like narcissists in general or narcissistic friendships as well. So that was a really interesting conversation. Amanda had some really great points. And then we just had the chats as well. She chatted a bit about her new boyfriend. I chatted about my boyfriend. Also as well, the audio isn't the best on this one because we did it over Zoom. Um, But I got it as good as I could get it. And then at one stage, I said Bernie at the start when I meant to say Biden. So before any of you even think about messaging me about that, I meant to say Biden. I know that Biden's resident and not Bernie. Um, But other than that, if you want to watch the video for this it's on the patreon so patreon forward slash the shift podcast there's also solo episodes up there every week and then next week's episode is already up there with uh, ash Diggs. he's a comedian whose mother's from ireland and his father's from america he's born in america but he's half irish and spent summers in ireland so we've chats about that and it was very i'm very excited about that episode also if you'd like to rate and review that'd be great enjoy this episode and i'll talk to you at the end but first how are you today I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. I love all the stuff you put on the internet and uh, social media. So I'm really excited to join your podcast. Thank you. It's a dating relationship, sex positive podcast from someone who doesn't know a lot about sex. (laughs) But um, and then sometimes just the chats like me and Brendan did last week and we talked about weed and me and Sam did the other night and talked about therapy. So it doesn't ever have to stay on topic. But yeah, the listeners remember when I was dating the DJ and I called him the DJ and I remember you gave me great advice. What, w- what was it again? I was saying like, oh, we were like sleeping together and we were seeing each other and you went on this big, great vent. And I was like, oh, we should talk about that on the podcast. Well, I think that you are. I think the world of you, first of all, and okay. I think you're someone that deserves a title. And I think he was acting like a boyfriend, wasn't giving you the boyfriend title. And I felt like you had very low standards for him. And I don't mean that to offend you by saying that, but I remember you saying like, but Amanda, he's so great. He brought me English tea breakfast. And it's like, that should be the minimum that you should expect from a guy. He, you know what I mean? That's the bare minimum. And the fact that he wasn't giving you a title. And I think you had some story about he didn't go out for your birthday or like he didn't invite something. And I'm just like, Katie, and then you show me a picture of the guy and please excuse me for saying, but I'm like, you are the hotter one for sure. 
And again, I think the world of you and I think that you deserve a title. I find well for me I have very low standards in general anyway um I'm just like that was so funny because I said it to you at the time so I think me and him had been dating just around three months nearly and we he, we had said we were exclusive but he was like you know but I don't want to use the relationship term and then I spoke to you about it and you were very like direct and most people are kind of like oh like whatever you th-. and it was a real um eye-opener for me because um it, it was like very hearing you say it back I was like oh that is bad <laughs> like a nice fresh yeah. slap slap in the face where like as if someone shakes you and you're like oh and it was funny because I ended up ending it with him after our conversation oh no <laughs> it was good though no it was good because um because we talked about it that was when I think Bernie was getting into office and you were just like kind of explained to me like what the girlfriend experience is and I didn't realize I had been giving the girlfriend experience without actually being a girlfriend so I was giving him all this effort and being there for him without ever see like receiving a title and then that night he wanted a a lot from me I think he hadn't he didn't want to see me or spend time with me even though like Bernie had like won and it was like a big thing to celebrate but then that night he wanted to see me and he was like really down about the whole thing I don't he was just like very and I was like why am I dealing with these guys problems if I'm not even a even if I am a girlfriend I shouldn't have to deal with these problems you should hire a therapist exactly exactly emotional support for you know you're not responsible for someone's emotional well-being I mean it's nice to be there for your friends and your boyfriend or the guy you're talking to but you know don't go out of your way for someone that won't even give you a title you deserve that you're the girlfriend you're not the I don't know what she is like that you don't especially you someone like you you're you're a high level you're like a uh you're like a high quality person that's how I look at you thank you you know you're you look like you have you know you're, you have a lot of friends you're you know you're obviously very attractive you have this great podcast you're doing well in comedy you're you know you're hot you're such a great person too you're friendly like you're a high quality person that should have higher standards for any really and even friendships too you shouldn't settle for low standards and friendships yes yeah, so but I, I also don't want people the listeners to confuse that with impossible standards like obviously there's like impossible standards like you know someone should drop everything for you the you know there's standards that are like impossible but you should have pretty high standards of how people treat you in the in the the vicinity of not being impossible, you know what I'm saying. Some people have impossible standards, like they're narcissists. Like I've been friends with people like that, who just have standards that no one could live up to. So that's so true. I have two things to say about that because I think the first thing when it comes to like the non-narcissist thing is like for me, I was like he got me tea, and you and another friend is engaged to my friend they're both my friends and I was like oh yeah well you know like and he would make me because he was like let's talk about the good and the bad and I was like well he got me Irish tea and he uh made me breakfast in the mornings and he was like yeah but he's also making himself breakfast it'd be kind of weird if he didn't make you breakfast (laughs) and he was like well what about when you're like you know does he go to your house and I was like no I always go to his and I was like okay well does he have a car and I said yeah and he said does he drive you home and I said no I usually get the train or a taxi and he was like but it's like 10 minutes to drive you home and I was like yeah and he was like okay these are like bare minimum Katie and I was like oh okay but sometimes you're just like especially easygoing people I think or maybe if they don't expect a lot and it's like you're right you just have to be like okay or if you haven't seen it 
in other relationships or in your childhood or whatever right. it's hard to be like oh this is what I should expect but the same about what you said about people expecting too much I had a friend we were friend for like a few years and she's very nice I would still be friendly with her like if I saw her but I mean what she needed from the friendship was way too much and the expectant like it was a, a lot of drama a lot of me needing me to be there which I was fine with until she turned on another friend and expected me to cut him off and I was like I'm not gonna do that and she kind of she was like well then you know she was like well then I'm not gonna be your friend but in my head I was like that's fine this has been this friendship has been taking too much of my um and then we'd still be friendly but it's not like as much so it's just but she has a belief that she's owed all of this attention without ever repaying in any sort of way or without ever being there for her people yeah Uh, it was was way too much I've had plenty of I I seem to attract narcissists I seem to attract narcissists with friendships so I, I know exactly the experience you're talking about just like unrealistic expectations there's no sympathy for you know I think in friendship and in relationships you all quote unquote, fuck up. We all make mistakes, but it seems like when you're friends with narcissists, there's, it's just so overblown. There's no room for error. Everything is a slight toward them. You're betraying them. You're not their real friend. You're using them, all these things. And it's like, no, I was just caught up in my own head and I wasn't there for you. I wasn't as, you know, I wasn't as emotionally available because I was dealing with my own shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I've had that experience, but you should have realistic expectations and high standards for people, you know, that you're putting. The thing is, you're putting effort into this guy, so he should do the same. So I know. But again, he was probably a bit narcissist, so he's probably just used to. But it's interesting talking about narcissist and friendship because uh, and this isn't a route that I thought we were going down. But I think, you know, we talk a lot about dating uh, people, dating narcissists and how to avoid that and stuff like that. But there is a lot of narcissist friendships. One of my best friends, she's amazing. And she was like talking about some other girl. And I was like, if this was your boyfriend, I would be like, oh, this is too much. And you're not even her boyfriend. Yeah. So there is times where you're like, you know, someone getting upset that they didn't get him invited somewhere or that you didn't text back. And it's like, Jesus, people have a life. Oh, or you have those friends who only call you when they're upset or when they need something, but they would never think to be like, well, how are you? <laughs> right. Right. And there's always, and with narcissists, there's always an excuse. There's always a valid excuse for them to mess up, but for you, it's because you're inherently bad. So mm-hmm. for them, it's like, Oh, because I was caught up. But when you mess up, it's you're a bad person. You're a user. You're not my real friend. You're like all the, they'll, they'll really, you know, dig at you. Um, it's the biggest deal in the world if you don't do what they want when they want it, the way they want it. Yeah, and it's really sad. I'd hate to be like that. I'd hate to constantly push people away or because if you also have that high expectation on people, you're going to let yourself down as well. And I think, well, I guess for narcissists, they can't see this this way. But ideally, if someone does something, you got to just be like, if they, a, if they don't text back, you just got to be like, if someone doesn't text me back, like if Brendan forgets to text me back, the automatic thing I think is, oh my God, I forgot to text Janelle. You know, I'm not like, oh, it just reminds me that I forgot to text somebody else. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. mad at them. I'm just like, that's life. And yeah, and people, it's never personal, but people make it personal. You're like, no one cares about you that much to me, to be no. personal. No. And they would also just ghost you. If someone doesn't want to be your friend, they'll just ghost you. They're not going right. to like do this in, in, yeah. Like, and I'm sure there's times where people say things 
and they do bad things but yeah this is like when it's minor things you're like oh jesus i know it's, it's just like get a light read a book or something yeah i know get a light we have um i have a uh, my my boyfriend's friend I think I've talked about it on the podcast before but I'm not sure but he kind of sh- he like he probably didn't mean to but he shit stirred a little bit he told me stuff that he probably shouldn't have told me and it was like a little uncomfortable but I already knew thankfully my boyfriend had told me but I've always kind of thought about this situation and been like oh this person's a bit of a sh-. like they probably don't even realize but they must like being in drama or starting mm-hmm. drama or being involved in it because no reasonable person would sit down with your friend's girlfriend and say the things he said he started telling me private business from his previous life um about other about other girlfriends yeah and stuff and I was like (laughs) like he's just lucky that Leland had told me all this stuff but I was laughing at Leland afterwards and I was like like if I didn't know any of that I would have been like shocked I would have been taken aback or I would have been like this is very uncomfortable but like we've talked all about our previous partners so it's fine does he have a crush on you this guy why does he want to why would no, he do that to his friend? I think he's just a um probably doesn't even realize it, but he's probably just a bit of a like drama or something. I don't maybe maybe he just didn't know what to talk to me about and he's a bit of an idiot. Oh but... yes, I, yes. I know exactly those kind of people. It's like it's they say these people say dumb things or they say inappropriate things, and you're like, they're just assholes. But then you have to remember, like, some people are socially awkward and they just want to talk and they don't have to say, so then they do say the stupid thing or they're telling you information they should not be telling you. You know, it's inappropriate, it's totally inappropriate for this guy to tell you about your boyfriend's past love life, it's so inappropriate. Um, but thank god, you're such a night, nice, I mean, you're such an understanding, empathetic person that you're not like live or your boyfriend's not upset that he did that either he's um well no he was like I think because like and it was you know I was like uh you need to talk to him for sure and <laughs> just you know <laughs> for future reference um but he was just kind of like well I'm kind of used to this with him and it's only just been like a further of I just who I can tell people things and stuff right. like that um and the guy was pro- like really distraught about it because he texted me the next day and he saw my because he was my friend was there at the time and he saw my friend the next day and he kept bringing it up but mid conversation I said to him like I don't I don't need to hear this and he was trying to like backtrack backtrack and I just go just drop the shovel honestly it's grand put it down you're digging yourself into a hole <laughs> and then he was like okay and I went to, I went to the toilet to excuse myself from the conversation when I came back he started up again and then I left and when I was leaving he came out to me and was like I'm so sorry I don't know what's wrong with me and I was like honestly it's fine and then he texted me the next day and he was like I'm really sorry about that and I was like oh oh no because what happened when I was in the bar he said like don't tell Leland about this and I said no I'm definitely telling Leland and he was like what and I go I'm I'm sorry I'm not annoyed with you but I don't owe any responsibility to you and it's a conversation me and him need to have anyway and him and you are going to have to have because clearly um and so the next day he texted me on Instagram apologizing and I was like it's fine but I did tell Leland and then yeah he just texted him being like look dude just fucking don't stop (laughs) yeah that's that's you guys are really nice people. Most people would be like, I'm not going to be friends with that guy ever. Or I'm not going to bring him around ever. That's really nice and understanding that you two are like, eh, it's just whoever being, whatever his name is, being whoever. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's you one know? of the things where he's friends with all of his friends. And I think it's like okay, yeah. not a malicious thing. I think if it was a malicious right. thing, but I think it is. He even this is so mean that I'm going to say this and people are going to be like, you're you're being mean. But I don't if you, if you don't like meanness, skip on. And I said this on the Patreon podcast already. So the Patreon listeners know this. But when I look at him, he looks like, you know, that. Um, oh, my God, I'm going to hell for this. But, you know, that uh, chart where there's like ape and then there's man. But he's just like a step back from man, you know. He's just like he's very oh, like. They're called, um, he's just very. They're called the Neanderthal. Like when the Neanderthals were like uh, the evolution of man. It's so fucking funny. It's oh, so mean, but that's where I'm just like I don't think it's malicious. I think he's just like like just like he's too tall and like you know he's the type he'd probably bang his head into if the if the ceilings were a little lower. <laughs> so yeah. He's I, not an evolved man. He's like a set before an evolved man. That's that's his excuse. His brain. He's a Neanderthal brain. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to give some people. Don't think about evolution. Don't, don't. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like sometimes you know there's people being malicious and um, but like Leland's great because there was someone uh who just made up that he said something he didn't and like he was like, well, that's like behavior I don't want to be around. So he just like he just ghosted them from friend like he didn't call and I think that's a good way to handle things because I think the problem is as well when we have like these issues in friendship or something you try to like argue but most people don't want to hear that they're wrong so if 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 they're even a I, I sometimes think if they're not like adding to your life it's better just to ghost them like ghost your friends because if they're a friend where you want to be like look that was really mean you've done this three times but if they're kind of like if they're gonna it's just gonna cause drama and they're gonna be a dick unless there's someone you really care about and you know that they're gonna listen and you can communicate and sit down like Tori we have stuff all the time where she's like oh my god you said that and like really hurt my feelings and I'm like oh my god I didn't even realize oh I'm such an idiot and we'll like like communicate and then I know oh that's a trigger for her don't say that again Perfect. This is why you're a high quality person. This is why you're a high quality person, Katie. You're not a narcissist. A narcissist would, if, if Tori approached a narcissist about it, they go, well, I do so much for you. And I'm such a good friend. Like they would, they would get defensive instead of saying like you, like that's a beautiful, mature way to handle it. It's saying, I'm so sorry. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to be careful to say that thing. And that's why you are not a narcissist, but a narcissist would be the opposite. Not the opposite, but be like, oh, you're, you're giving me shit about that. I've been such a good friend to you. And then list all the things that they've done for you. And it's, you know, you, or they'll say, you're being too sensitive. Do you love that when people say that? You're uh, too sensitive. And it's like, no, you're a jerk. Yeah. I've gotten that loads. And I remember my roommate saying someone said that to her and she was like very upset. And I was like, the way that I dealt with it was because people call me sensitive. Like in the past, they've called me sensitive. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what makes me a good person. Okay, so yeah, you might, I might be like, mm, that kind of hurt my feelings, but also, I'll get you a present on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happen to be very sensitive as well, but I think I'm sensitive to other people's feelings also. Like, yeah. if someone came to me and said what you said to me triggered me, I would say thank you, like you, thank you for letting me know. I'll be careful not to like bring that up or say that in that way, you know. Yeah, and I think for the listeners as well, there might be things where you've heard yourself say that and if you're like oh shit I've said that to someone it's how it's just just learn not to do it again because that's how you, you know like there might be times where you feel in a friendship well I have given loads to this person and now they're getting mad about that um and that can happen sometimes too but it's like I think there's like a 
list of things that just are kind of emotionally abusive and you don't maybe realize it but saying like oh I've done all this for you or I'm like uh oh my god oh it's a fly I thought it was a fucking cockroach oh my god my heart um (laughs) and we all have to learn like how to talk to people how to put your argument across that's not like um gonna also make the person defensive or upset or gaslight them so it's like yeah right I guess you yeah but you know I think it was interesting what you said before of like um normalize distancing yourself from toxic people yes friends boyfriends relatives normalize if someone's toxic and not bringing up your energy distance yourself yeah and you don't owe them anything like I the listeners know I haven't spoken to my mother in 13 years and people will be very judgy about that and his family members they'll be like you know like well you should blah 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 but long story short it's the best thing I did and removing yourself from something that affects your mental health if it's a friend a cousin a boyfriend and you have to ask yourself too because I had especially when you said that it was great because it was like why am I expecting a title why am I like I you know I'm sleeping with him nearly 17 times a week like a lot it was like going over to his house all the time watching his dj shows you know he serenaded me in his apartment um and you know it made me really question because i wanted to be chill and cool and it was like oh i need to have value of myself and set out what i deserve and if you're in a and then that goes for people who are in toxic relationships and now this guy wasn't like super toxic he's a little bit toxic but i've been with guys who are more toxic but you start to think you deserve it it's like uh, metaphorically cutting yourself or whatever so you have to be like okay well why am I doing this why am I dating these men why am I not expecting why am I not setting my expectations to a certain standard what is right right how I feel about myself yeah exactly also I liked what you said about read a book is that what you said (laughs) no it's true it's true because I'm in the healthy I'm in a relationship now we're nearly together four months and we were talking for about three weeks before but this is the longest relationship in America that I've had and I'm like it's a little boring like it's great we laugh and we have a lot of fun but I'm used to guys like checking my I'm used to going out to my friends and be like he checked my pulse or he tried to borrow $700 and I realized that it's like oh all of my toxic relationships were like a lot of what I talked about on stage or what I talked about to my friends so I was like I just need to so I started googling like octopuses and national gear I know I have like a lot of like animal facts I know that cheetahs, cheetahs are little whores. It's so funny. That's fucking hysterical. So you traded your your hobby of dating abusive or toxic men for animal facts. That's hilarious. (laughs) But it is like at some point you have to go. I was the problem because like after a while it started to get a bit embarrassing. Like it's like there was a string of men with the same uh, I would it's like I found I always same I would attract a lot of narcissists and I think in our pr- profession we attract narcissists anyway because or if you yeah. have a shiny personality a bubbly personality men who are narcissists specifically want to be in that limelight they want to be in that radiance if you're like the one at the party that's sociable they want to be in that and then they neg you because they're not it or something I feel fucking they're fucking mental but uh they narcissists want everyone in the room to like them or they want to like so they'll be overly charming overly complimentary and then there's a shift where everything you do is wrong and then you go what happened to the person who thought I was the sun the moon the stars 
once they get you, then they, they want control of how you feel about yourself. That's a narcissistic behavior. Yeah, that's so true. I, when we started this podcast, I was dating a guy who he was very abusive. And I remember Des being like, well, you need to leave. <laughs> this guy is, this is a lot, but, and there was like a lot in the few yeah. months. Yeah. We were only dating three months. We broke up. We got back together for a month, but he and the listeners now he like checked my pulse um to see if I was lying there was like a lot of stuff but one thing he did that just reminded me what you said was and right before I broke up with him I sneezed and I have allergies over here which I never had in Ireland and also for the listeners it's the same guy who didn't believe in space which you know this a lot he didn't believe in outer space I know there was I was really uh, it was really like Katie what are you doing it's so embarrassing but he's really handsome so you know it's hilarious oh it's just funny funny. oh my god but he uh I know but we were getting the bus back he lived in Jersey and we're getting the bus back from Jersey and I sneezed and I have allergies since I moved to this country and like it gets worse and worse every year and I have to take tablets and it's like a proven there was like an article about it about like immigrants coming over um from Ireland because we didn't we don't have as high pollen so there was like there was even an article about it for god's sake and then he (laughs) said to me I sneezed and I was like oh these allergies and he was like he had like a Russian accent he was like you don't have allergies (laughs) I can't even do it and I was like I do why would you say that he was like you don't and I, I don't understand what is going on but he was very adamant he was like you don't that's ridiculous and like he argued with me about it um, and it was just like, I was like, oh, I can't even, like, he had to be so controlling even down to allergies. Right. He has to diagnose you. Like, you can't have this synopsis. You can't have this hypothesis that it's allergies. He has to control. That's control, 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 control. You know, you can't have an idea. He has to have the idea. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember I was putting honey in my coffee and he, like, took the spoon and was like, this is how you put it in. And I was like god but I, I i i at the time just like took the honey and like i poured it on his arm <laughs> and i was like what what are you i was like i can't remember what i did but i was like making a joke out of it and i was like no this is how you pour it in but like in hindsight it's like oh that is like so controlling i can't believe but anyway yeah you guys gotta don't be embarrassed by don't be we've all dated down and we've all dated toxic people and been involved with toxic people it's a learning experience don't be embarrassed about it at all you know no no I know but yeah it's nice now like I am dating someone who is like really normal and emotionally intelligent and great but it's like it took years to get out that cycle so for yeah so I guess for listeners if you see this in French I'm just big and you know when people are like don't ghost I'm like ghost if someone's like if someone's too much and you can't because sometimes if you confront and they're like narcissist or argumentative or dramatic it's gonna cause more problems and you can't this sort of thing it's not my job to teach you how to be it's like if you're gonna be uh, mental about things and then and I mean saying mental in the nicest term but like if you're gonna be like cause me like too much like it's not my job to teach you how to be like empathetic or emotionally intelligent so you know, you could just be like with partners, you can be like, good luck. Thank you. Goodbye. And you don't need to entertain them too much. But even with friendships, right. just distance yourself. That's what I do. I do a little slide back. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the slow fade, right? It's the slow yeah. fade out of the relationship. I agree with you. Sometimes, especially like you just said, if you're involved with a narcissist, having a conversation, you're going to get nowhere. It's not going to be a conversation. It's going to be a brawl. It's going to be all that fight. 
and they're never going to see your side. They're always going to think you're the you're the evil one and they're the good one. And a narcissistic world, they're perfect, you're evil. So it's not going to work. So I agree with you, distance yourself little by little. Have boundaries with those people. Yeah. And if it's a person who you know, you thought was a narcissist or you thought was argumentative and they might actually come to you a few weeks later and be like, look, I saw that you've been pulling away. Can we have a chat about this? That's probably not narcissist. That's a person who maybe was just going through some shit and they're going to res- and they're like, yeah. we, I want to fix this. Cause sometimes there is a time, t- there is people who, or just people who go to therapy and they really work on themselves and they're like, Oh God, I was such a selfish knob. So they'll kind of yeah. make their way back to, to you and be like, is everything okay? um and then yeah. there could be a lot and like if Let it's a, know, yeah yeah because if it's normal people not that oh my god that's awful to say and that listeners are gonna be like not that be- narcissists aren't normal i know they're normal they're actually very high in the population so <laughs> um but i mean if it's someone who yeah. has their shit together and is empathetic um you know you will be able to so this is only for if it's like a toxic thing if it's a normal thing and you fall out you will be able to go like hey this has been bothering me and then the other person would be like oh my god I've just been so stuck in my own shit I didn't realize and then like I oh I had another friend recently where I was like I just feel like you guys never invite me out and I totally understand that I'm busy and stuff but I just would love to be invited out even if it's like you're it's shite and she was like absolutely she was like I we just we just that last couple of times you just kind of randomly met up and I just didn't think of it but you're dead right you know and she was like you're always there for me with stuff and I'll I will 100% make more of an effort with that and I'm glad you told me so yeah this works out well when the person is but you just gotta know you can you can sense it anyway you also yeah yeah you can but I also think the way you approached it was really nice like you didn't come out accusatory you said hey like probably you probably don't even mean this but you know I'm feeling like this way and then you didn't come out like them you bitch why aren't you inviting me places you know if you come out that way people are going to get defensive but if you go hey like you probably don't even mean it it's probably not personal but I feel left out is there like I feel like you guys don't invite me places or something I did wrong like you do you come from that angle people would be understanding it right I agree I think always come with that angle always come with the angle where I mean, Brendan spoke about this a little bit on the a couple episodes ago, but um, where because you just don't like you might think it's personal. I prom I promise most people it never really is, um, yeah. and they'll probably tell you they might like. And if it is personal, so if you always come to it like a, hey, well, you know what's well, what's going on? This like because it, it could be just that. I, I like I literally have a friend now and we used to meet up every week for dinner she hasn't been able to meet up for the last three weeks I know that's nothing to do with me I just know she's moving and but if I were like um oops you know if I were like to take that personal and I was like hey you fucking cunt why don't you meet up with me and she, she'd be like fuck you I need to be able to get my life together and she'll see me when she can um uh, and then and then also as well if we meet up in a week and she was like oh look actually I found the last few times we've been together it's all about your stuff and I just haven't gotten to talk about my stuff I have to be able to go do you know what you're right and learn from that and go and next time you're together be like what's going on with you because because it's like it's not it's not a and that's the problem people get defensive it's not a personal dig at you sometimes you might be just talking about your shit too much and you didn't realize (laughs) yeah and it's nice of a person to say hey like 
I feel like every time we get together, it's just your problems and it's emotionally exhausting for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't want to go to dinner with you. That's nice. And then you could be aware of that for your other relationships and be like, oh, I got to remember that I do this sometimes, you know? Yeah. No, it's so true. I've even noticed now, like that hasn't happened to me recently, but I've noticed myself with my new roommate. He's a comedian and he hasn't said this to me. But I made a mental note of it that the last couple of times I've talked about comedy, he's had like mild anxiety and I'm like, I need to stop it. I need to stop because it's I got comfortable with we're both comedians. I'm being like, oh, you know, this is so stressful. Like I haven't heard back from this. And the last two times specifically, I noticed that he he looked quite anxious and I was like, I can't be doing this. I can't. So I made a mental note of like no comedy conversations around him unless he brings it up. And he hasn't said it because he's such a nice guy, but I'm sure it would have been a matter of time where he would have been like, dude, I can't listen to comedy stress anymore. I know. I got to turn it off once I get home. I need to like. Yeah, exactly. So you just have to be aware to yourself. Just self-awareness. I don't know how you yeah. do it, but. <laughs> I know self-awareness. That's that's a, a line thrown out a lot. Yeah, self-awareness. Um, I thought it'd be funny since we were talking about dating, even though we went into yeah. narcissistic friends. So just to round up that little conversation, dump your friends. <laughs> but so wait, oh yeah, what I wanted to ask you. So from what you said to me before, you said that you don't, if you don't mind talking about this, you don't sleep with the guy until you have a label, is it? This is amazing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's survive. It's, I, I, listen, I can't speak for all women or, I personally cannot sleep with someone without getting attached. If I want to sleep with you, there is an emotional connection and a physical connection. And if there's not an emotional connection, there will be eventually if we sleep together. So maybe I could sleep with, you know, I take it back. I probably could sleep with the guy once and be like, okay, it was just a hookup. But if I'm continuously sleeping with you, then I'm going to get attached and it's going to be too complicated. So I need a title to feel like, okay, you'll be there. And how do you bring that up to the guys you're dating? And when do you bring that up? Um, When they try to have sex, I've been honest. I've been like, hey, like, I just, that step is important to me. And it it changes. I get attached to sex. Sex is like something that I can't separate. I can't compartmentalize it. So I need to have a title to feel like you want, you know, you'll be there. You'll take, there's a commitment here. There's a, you know. I think that's great. I think it's great that, again, that's back to self-awareness you know that about yourself you don't budge on it um and you're able to communicate that and how do the men respond most of the time um I think I haven't had too many men bail. like I don't know they they respected it I guess and then eventually they they were like okay we're official that's I mean great. I guess people I've told people this story of like or this my plan or whatever how I deal with it I'm not a plan but and people said, well, yeah, they'll call you their girlfriend and they'll still sleep with you. But like, they'll break up and OK, fine. I mean, there's no foolproof way to not get hurt in a relationship. I understand that. But for me, this is a thing that makes me feel more secure, you know. No, I so. think that's great because I think already you're setting, hey, I'm looking for something serious. Um, yes. Yeah. And B, a most majority of men who just want casual will just run away from that. And it's great because you're avoiding yourself a couple of months, which I've had in loads of months situationships where they haven't wanted anything serious. I've been shocked when I've wanted. But again, I was sleeping with them and seeing them multiple times a week. So I thought their actions were, oh, of course, I'm like a girlfriend type. But you have to be very, you have to really have that. You have to really communicate that and really have that conversation. 
right. You have to say you're, you know, people don't people say, oh, that's old fashioned to ask someone your girlfriend. I'm like, I think it's necessary. Modern dating, when things are like, you could have different types of relationships. It's, you need a title, you need the conversation. So yeah, and a couple of dating coaches I had on here too, specifically said the same thing as you. They said like, hold out the sex until you've had a few dates. There was one guy specifically, he said, don't sleep with anybody until you're, you have the label. And you and he, he said, you date people. His advice was to multiple date yourself until you and you choose. But he was like, yes. don't don't sleep with anybody until you've had that. What you're exclusive looking or you're looking for a relationship, all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, and again, some women can, some people can sleep around and compartmentalize it and like keep it casual. I cannot. So if you know, you can't do that, that's the way to go. So I can't, it's like, um, I could be like, I've, I've slept with one guy this year, obviously before Uh my boyfriend where I just didn't want to be with him again after that. And it was definitely more of a hookup. He wanted to keep hooking up, but I was just like, nah, this guy, but that was more because he managed to talk himself out of me ever liking his personality. Um, he was just very condescending with comedy and, and all that stuff. Not a bad person just doesn't get it. And that's fine. That's not what I would want, but he was like kind of sexy. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have fun. But I'm very rarely like that. Most of the time I was going on these dates with this other guy, uh, a British guy, and we slept together too soon. And I got very attached. Like I was definitely like wanted to date and kind of disappointed then when he wouldn't want to go on a date at least once a week. And I was like, oh, I, sh- we, I, I, to me, I'm like, well, we met on hinge. We talked, I talked, I told him I don't do casual sex but he still, we still had sex and it still ended up being casual. And I was like, oh, you can't, you can say these things, but they don't listen. <laughs> no, no. There's like, okay, okay, whatever. I'll figure it out later. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good for the listeners to hear that who, who are, cause sometimes we're told to be so chill and go with the flow and stuff. But I, yeah, I, I equate sex with a lot of feelings. Unfortunately, I'm not. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's totally fine. If you can do that, I'd love to be able to compartmentalize, but I can't. I'm just like, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. I, I get emotionally involved in sex. And like, you know, as far as being the cool girl, like you are inherently a cool girl, Katie, like you are an easygoing, a woman. you're like, a, you know, you're a level-headed, easygoing person. Having standards doesn't make you not cool. You know what I'm saying? Having standards is like, I'm a loving, giving person. And if I'm going to let you in my life, I have to have a certain criteria, you know? Yeah, no, that's but You're right. still a cool girl. Yeah. You're still cool. You know, I listen, I go, I went through the same thing. Be chill, be cool. Like, don't, you know, but then, you know, you have to protect yourself at a well, certain point. Yeah, it was, well, it's propaganda that was put out by men, I think. <laughs> We talked about this. I think in the park, we live, we live in a, a fuckboy culture. Like our moms, like our, you know, the baby boomers or even like the generation after they didn't have fuckboy culture. It was, you met at 20 or whatever and you got married. There wasn't like dating around, but we normalize fuckboyness now. So we normalize behave that fuckboy behavior. Yeah. And I was, I was on a podcast recently where I was like nearly arguing with the host. And again, I'm, and I was very clear. I said, look, I'm coming from my perspective, A, as a woman and B, as a, from a different country, maybe, I don't know, but he, and I had two, I had two guys friends here. Okay. Both of them. Um, one of them specifically has every time he casually dates a girl, she like falls for him and he's like, what am I doing wrong? 
And I was like, well, firstly, you're fucking dating them. And he was like, what do you mean? And he takes these girls out for dinner. He texts them in the morning. He stays over. He sees them multiple times a week. I was like, if you want to keep it casual, fucking meet up for her for with her for drinks after 10 or 11. Also state. Well, he says, I state that I'm not looking for something serious. And I was like, but your actions are showing different. So if you... I was like, this, you are literally what a fuckboy is because you're fucking with her emotions. And he was like, oh, my yes. God. He was like, I wouldn't, yep. I don't mean that. And then he was like, I said, okay, so you can only meet up with her at 11 and don't stay over. And he was like, but I like cuddling. And I was like, well, yeah, but then be a boyfriend. And he was like, but I don't want to be a boyfriend. I was like, you're fucking with her head. These women, yes, that's you're why. Leading her on. Agreed. Then he, you're leading her on. Yeah. And then he's so shocked when they're like uh what's going on and I had another friend and the same thing he was like oh, oh I want to meet someone but I want to keep it casual and he, he met this girl and I said okay whatever you do just only night drinks don't stay over did he listen to me no I mean he's like <laughs> spending all the time like I, I've met the person um and I'm like okay I'm just like not giving advice anymore because I'm like, these guys aren't listening because and I'm just like, well, whatever, but it's going to blow up in your face. And like, hope, like, hopefully, you know, they all end up in relationships grand, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's so funny you're saying that I, I know a guy like casually and I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Puerto Rico. And I was like, who are you going to Puerto Rico with? He's like, oh, there's just some girl seeing. I'm thinking, that's your girlfriend. Yes. What do you mean? Just some, you're like that girl probably thinks you two are boyfriend and girlfriend. You don't say, I mean, maybe not. Maybe she's also just looking at him like some guy she's seeing, but I'm thinking, I think you're talking about her so casually, but you're going on a full out vacation with her. Yeah. Well, so th- this podcast host, it's funny that you said it. Cause the podcast host that I was on, he was like, if roles were revert, cause he was talking about a friend who was seeing this woman for six months and then she found someone else's underwear and got really mad at him. And he was like, but if roles are reversed, women are allowed to do whatever they want. Like if you don't have the conversation there. And I was like, no, 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 because and I truly believe women will not. Most women will not invest time in someone that they don't think is a relationship. I won't be seeing anyone before 10 p.m. if they're not a potential boyfriend, because I'm like, I'm going out with my friends. I'm doing my own yeah. thing. I'm not wasting that time. I was like, I was like, that girl's probably pissed off because she just invested six months in time of a guy who turned out to be a fuckboy right yeah of course she's upset yeah so no way that girl is going to port you go to puerto rico with your friends unless he's right. paying for it but even then i had a right. guy offer to bring me to hawaii and i was like mm, then i have to have sex with him. um i don't know and then i'm going like you know years later i'm going to hawaii with my girlfriends in a couple of months so it's like i i personally wouldn't go away with anyone who's not a i didn't think is a boyfriend or pe- right. I- boyfriend this is why I, I know and I guess if like when you date I think when you date like very very wealthy men they that's how they casually date like I was watching the Tiger Woods documentary and he used to fly his girlfriend his girlfriends out to Vegas and the girlfriends are probably like well this is serious but it's Tiger Woods like flying you out to Vegas is like taking a girl out for like dinner like it's it's just such a different caliber of dating that yeah for him that is casual like <laughs> That is so like a rich guy. Like, oh, you want to go to Paris this weekend? This isn't serious, though, because this is like the money I'd spend taking you out to dinner. No, that's yeah. so true. Yeah, I. So there is a a big fuckboy culture, but it's just not even. It's not even multiple day. And to- and again, that's totally fine. To multiple day, totally fine to be non-monogamous, whatever you want. But this isn't this. This is fucking with your head and that's your it. vagina. So it's like emotionally, fucking you. <laughs> um god 
because even now my boyfriend we've been dating four months but he's like his mother came to visit and he introduced me to her and i was like it was really nice but that's like so rare that they would even have you in their life like that and have me meet the friends and the family like that's very i know that you know the meeting the friends and family just means something to different people it's like yeah. For some guys, they literally introduce every girl to their mom. So like, but, but to me, if some guy introduced me to his mother, I'd be like, this is serious now, you know? Yeah. But, but again, that's why you have to get a title because it's like everything means something to somebody else. So that's so true. And also just asking what do things mean? So like, exactly. uh, being yeah, honest. yeah, like um, being like, well, to me, this is a big deal or yeah but I guess yeah when you're when you have the title it's just different because I think the excuse so there's a lot like I don't know what it's like in Ireland anymore for the Irish listeners or wherever else you live but for New York specifically there's a lot of this exclusive talk so you're exclusive before you're together but it's a cop-out because you can really just kiss somebody else it's like whatever well we were exclusive we weren't together and it's kind of having your cake and eating it too so right it's weird and then people have different time frames too like I remember my friend was like so my boyfriend and I had said I love you am I there yeah you're there okay so my my boyfriend and me said I love you quite early on and she was like oh my god I wouldn't be saying that until three months but the time frames are different so we've known each other for four years and we seen each other we were seeing each other like four or five times a week so what we probably did in a month is probably she probably would only see someone once a week right a month so it's also like your time frames are different too yeah. so someone introduced someone for six months who you're only seeing once a week and isn't really putting that much effort in you might be like well we've been dating six months and it's like yeah but he didn't even does he even know your last name Maybe not. <laughs> okay you you get to dictate your own timeline for these things though yeah. like someone's everyone has but again i think it's everyone has their own standards and you have to, yeah. I guess, be, be comfortable with having standards. It doesn't mean you're not, not cool. You know, if, if you're okay with someone telling you they love you after a year and that's okay. If you really don't care, but don't be like, I don't care when internally you're like, Oh my God, you know, like I would hate that. You care. Yeah. I would hate personally internally. I'd be like, why isn't he said I loved you? It's been a year. Someone else might really, really internally be like, it's okay. I really, it doesn't bother me. I don't get flustered about it. Like you have to check in with yourself internally to see how you're feeling and it, and, and honor that and be okay with that. And you're still cool. You're still, I love this. We're going to call cool. this episode. You're still cool. <laughs> it's a thing. You're still cool. You're just, you're honoring yourself and you're honoring your feelings, you know? Yeah. And you'll also, uh, this is, I love saying, check in with yourself and honor in your feelings, because if I'm honest, I'm like, uh, like I'm cool and chilling. So I'm a little needy and that's fine. Cause someone else might say that's needy, but my boyfriend now loves like, you know, right. seeing me three or four times a week, uh, you know, making me tea in the morning or with things that others, someone else would be like, Oh, it's kind of needy. He doesn't think is needy at all. He's like, no, this is what I should do. So it's like, yeah. you Katie, might, it's not needy. I hate to tell you that that's not needy. <laughs> I know, but someone else, uh, you could have, you could have dated some douche to douchebag. who's yeah. like, oh, it's kind of needy. You want to see me more than twice a week. And then you go on believing that that's needy. And you're afraid to be that's like, I see. yeah. So you have that's to be like, yeah, this is okay that I want these things. This is okay that I expect Wait. these things. Yeah, I, to me, seeing a guy you're dating, like your boyfriend, wanting to see him three, four times a week, it seems normal. Okay, again, 
everyone's different, but you have to check in with yourself internally. Like, you know, I guess seeing someone every day, 24 seven is I think needy. Like I know a guy that like when he dates a girl, it, he says that you should be together 24 seven. That's his philosophy. And I'm like, that is, I think that's a little unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's unrealistic, but listen, it's not, if he internally feels that he needs this then power to him. And he'll meet someone else who wants that too. And I, I'm me and Leland do see each other more now than for we probably see each other. Maybe like there's one night where we don't see, or maybe one or two. But he also goes away for work some weekends. So or then I'm doing shows late. So it kind of all balances out. But it wouldn't be like I have to see you if it's like oh I got shit to do. It's fine. But we just end up seeing each other. Like oh you want to go to the park or, um. But yeah, twenty four seven. But he'll he'll meet someone who wants that. That definitely sounds like codependent, but he'll meet someone who wants that kind of. It's that. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Right. To me, that would be, I'd be like, this, this is unrealistic. I can't, I can't be with someone who wants to see me 24 seven when we're not married. Even when you're married, my parents don't see each other 24 seven. They do. No, they I do get irritated. Thing. Yeah. It's like, we need the space. Yes. But three times a week, Katie is very normal. Yeah. Yeah. And now I see Leland a lot more than three times, I'm sure um but there could be some weekends where he's away so we'd only see each other three or four times but um but yeah and we talk every day and I remember my ex in Ireland we were together for three years but like we lived together so we were seeing each other every day and when I'd be coming home for college we would like call each other just like chatting and I've never had that over here with anybody where it's like um it's either been too much where I felt possessive it's like a nice little boundary but like you said you just gotta feed find the one that matches you like with Leland it doesn't feel too much it doesn't feel possessive he's just like Aww. yeah he's it's not natural it's natural. not you guys are on the same page exactly and, yeah. yeah yeah no it's good I'm lucky so um I think we should round it off there there was well I was gonna say but maybe I'll save this for a dip- different episode it was gonna t- have you been going on first dates after the pandemic Oh, actually, um, I do have a boyfriend now. So this is great. Oh my god! Yeah. How long have you guys yeah. been together? Um, since April, we've been together. Our first date was January, but we—I don't know. There was little. I, I don't know what happened. There was he had the he had a situation with the ex, whatever. But we've been we were official last week of April was our official like. I love this. So you're like the same as me and Leland. So you guys are four yeah, months. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so great. How um how did you guys meet? He actually produces comedy. Um, he's not a comedian, but he produces comedy out in Connecticut. And I did one of his shows. And um, yeah, and then it's it's been really great. He's he's I've never been treated like this. And it makes me realize, and I think similar to your situation, it's a relationship where you realize, oh, my God, this is a relationship. Yeah. This is a relationship. He goes out of his way for me. He makes sure I'm happy. I make sure he's happy. I, you know, we communicate, you know, we, we want to see each other. Um he supports me, you know, it's like, an, it's what I've been, it's like, you look at all your, right. You look at all your relationships. You're like, what was I thinking? Thinking that was a relationship or that was a good relationship, you know? So it's a good fit. Yeah, that's great. That's exactly how I feel too. I love that. The other night, um, Leland was, uh, and I should have said this, I do like solo Patreon podcasts where I just like gossip about my own life, but I forgot to say <laughs> it. So I'll, I'll just say it here, but he was like, very happy because I'd met his mother and his family and his uncles and I'd spend a few days with them and then I was lying in bed with him and he's really struggled with relationships just kind of like he's always wanted a girlfriend and it hasn't worked out and he really likes affection and he hasn't really met 
you know, there's a couple of things he's wanted. But I was in my head, I I was kind of listening, but I was like, oh, this will be really funny to lick his his shoulder just because at at the same time, he said, you you've been the girl I've been waiting for as I started to lick his shoulder <laughs> and I was like okay well we were on two different um points there I'm so sorry I was being weird but that's very romantic thank you <laughs> he probably loves that you do like cute funny things like that you know yeah yeah he definitely likes w- weird people and all of his friends are weird very lovely lovely people I um the and I can see that I'm like oh it's funny because some of his friends I'm like they're great but I'm like oh they have prepared him for being with me not in like a but like one of his best girlfriends she's very weird and sweet but like like I'm like oh I could see more recently I can see me really vibing with her which I hadn't before because I was like a bit I was um uh, prejudiced because she's like much younger than me and they were also close too so I was like a little nervous and I didn't want to and I've had guy girls before kind of come between me and my guy friends and I wanted to make sure that I didn't like you know right. that they had that so it was like a whole thing going on in my head but the, the last couple of times like he's been like like he's like brought us all together and I'm like oh she's like great and like I could totally she's like very weird um and I could definitely vibe with her and then his best guy friend has like he, he has like anxiety and I have anxiety um and I can overthink and I've it's gotten better over the years but is definitely an issue and he just knows the right thing to say he's very calm he's very understanding and the more I'm with his best guy friend I'm like oh okay he's just he's these are like both of me <laughs> right, right right yeah but, that's great Katie you deserve it you deserve it you know? and you do too I'm so happy I love this and I love that this guy was like very respectful your guy clearly yeah. because you have your system and he obviously respected it yeah yeah, actually, he was at the show. You did my show at Baby Brassa, and you did so great. And actually, he thought you were very funny. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, I wish I hadn't met him. Oh, oh I introduce you to But yeah, see, that's okay. you're very funny. I'll have to I'll have to come hang out at the show again because Tori did it last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she she's great. so great. I was like, you're gonna have so much fun. I was like, order an appetizer. Get yourself a red <laughs> wine. <laughs> the side and the drink. Right. Yeah, she's very. I love Tori. She's the best. Well, that was the first show I've hung out at in a really, really long time after a show. And I was like, this is so much like I haven't hung out and just like drank with comics. And the fact that you had a green room kind of like on the side, it was like, yeah. oh, we all really needed it. I hadn't there was a couple of friends that I hadn't seen in like a year. And then my friend came yeah. out. He's such a nice comedian. And he had a great time and he was just watching the show. Yeah, it yeah. was so great. Great show. So for <laughs> any listeners in New York, I go, what's it? The shit show? The Shish Show is every Monday at 8.30 at Baby Brassa in the West Village. Yeah, so like I said, Katie did my show last week, and she was so funny. Okay, where can the audience find you? The audience. Oh, on Instagram, the Amanda Gale. And um, yeah, and check out my show at Baby Brassa. It's really fun. Okay, great. I love you. This was so much fun. Thank you. This is great. Thanks for having me. Okay, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow Amanda everywhere. And if you could sign up for the Patreon, that'd be great. Uh, Patreon forward slash shift podcast. And if you could rate, review, and if you have any advice you need or any suggestions for topics or guests, please just DM me at Katie Boyle Comic. But then that, have a lovely week. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.